Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. We are putting down our books and picking up the paper. Because this is the morning news. A very uh, hot and sweaty morning news because we are very dying. Hot. We are very dying. Hot. Yes. I'm actually not recording in the closet today. I moved downstairs, so mm-hmm. I might have a bit of an echo. I'm sorry, but I might die upstairs. Because mm-hmm. it's what, 20, 27, 28 degrees up there? Yeah, with my air conditioner running. Like right. it's yeah. not okay. It, no, no, it sure isn't. So There would just be like a puddle of Michelle at the end of the recording, and I, I don't really right. want to do that. So Exactly. And then I would have to take over and like do your part, and I just don't have the energy yeah. to do both of our parts. So no, you have to no. be here for that. Yeah, totally. And I mean, talking to yourself is not that much fun. No, no. <laughs> I feel like I practice it a lot, but nobody else hears that. <laughs> I don't need to right. nobody should <laughs> and release it to the world because then people would be concerned. They would probably, you know, report it to somebody to be like, can you get a welfare check on her? <laughs> check on Tara. She's good. She's yeah. losing it. Yeah. So we don't, we don't need to go there. So no. we'll avoid it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Well, we have some true crime news updates because lots of stuff are happening in the true crime world. Oh, yes. And two, two really big updates, I feel. So mm-hmm. I'll start us off. Uh, So back in April, we mentioned Derek Chauvin's conviction of manslaughter, second-degree murder, and third-degree murder, and now he has received his sentencing. Chauvin, who is, of course, the police officer that killed George Floyd a year ago, was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison on Friday, June 25th. Judge Peter A. Cahill said the length of the sentence, which exceeded the state's sentencing guidelines that recommend 12 and a half years, owed to Chauvin's, quote, abuse of a position of trust and authority, and also the particular cruelty shown to George Floyd, end quote. Cahill also said Chauvin, quote, treated Mr. Floyd without respect and denied him the dignity owed to all human beings, end quote. The three other now former officers that were also on the scene were all charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter, They are scheduled to be tried next year and have all pleaded not guilty. That's huge that Mm -hmm. he's been charged, that he's had a decent sentence. I don't Mm -hmm. think any time is long enough. Mm -hmm. It's a hard one because it's so public and absolutely whatever. But I don't think George Floyd's family thinks 22 years is going to be long enough. Right. Yeah. Exactly what you said. I don't think any amount of time it would have been, you know, will make anybody happy just because of the situation. Like it's a horrible right. situation. There isn't really anything you can do for true justice, but it's definitely, it's a step in the right direction. I'm glad it exceeded the state's regular sentencing guidelines. So that's great, but totally, obviously, you know, it never feels like it's, it's long enough. No, the judge, however, is a total badass. Yeah. Like right. he's, Awesome. But I do think it's great in the fact that it's setting a precedent for Mm -hmm. police brutality, violence, whatever, to actually have sentences handed down and to be served. Absolutely. Lots of times they're just dealt with by internal affairs and swept under the rug. Said about it. So I think it's it's fantastic to set that precedent. Yeah, I would agree. 
And our other update, which I'm sure everybody has heard, mm -hmm. but as discussed in our previous morning news, the remains of 215 children were discovered near the site of the Kamloops Residential School. And that discovery has led to the search for more burial sites around Canada where other re residential schools had once operated. Not surprisingly, there have been more discoveries and it just breaks my friggin' heart, man. Mm -hmm. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. According to the 2021 Canadian Indian Residential Schools gravesite discoveries page on Wikipedia, on June 4th, 2021 in Brandon, Manitoba, 104 potential graves were located, 78 of which were accountable through historical records. On June 23rd, hundreds of unmarked graves were found, the most in Canada to date, near the former site of the Maryville Indian Residential School in Maryville, Saskatchewan, on the lands of Kawasas First Nation. The total number of graves was announced at 751 in a press conference the next day, over three times as many as the 215 discovered in Kamloops the previous month. The bodies were not in a mass grave. Rather, headstones had been removed by members of the Catholic Church in the 1960s, which that's mm -hmm. next level. It's not okay. No, it's very much so like, we're just going to take these away and cover this up. Yeah. So it wasn't like a mass grave. It was just unmarked graves. In 2018, 38 unmarked graves were found near the Muskoka Wiccan Indian Residential School located northeast of Regina. And other counts that we've come across on social media included 35 found near Lestock, Saskatchewan, and 180 near Carlisle, Pennsylvania, which brings the current total to 1,323 discovered residential school graves. And we should mention that not all of these graves belong to children, but it seems as though the majority do. That number is likely to continue in to rise as more investigations are taking place. And mm -hmm. it could be a very long, depressing summer, I think. Oh, yeah. I think it's just going to be constant updates with more and more mm -hmm. discoveries, which is great, obviously, in mm -hmm. a sense that they're being discovered and there is attention being brought to it. It's just so incredibly heartbreaking to totally hear those numbers. Totally. However, I'm really happy that it's making people talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My husband and I just had a conversation about it tonight, even like just an honest conversation about what we were taught and perceived and what actually happens. And, mm -hmm. and just, this is just even in modern day indigenous communities, right? So it was, mm -hmm. it's making conversations happen. And not that I'm happy that there's these horrible things happen to these children and to these families, but I'm happy that our society now can dig deeper and have these conversations and learn more and do better. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think especially over the last year, everybody has been kind of trying to work towards educating themselves on mm -hmm. these types of topics. So I guess perhaps it's good timing that, you know, people are ready to take all this information in, have conversations about it and actually make a difference rather than maybe if it happened years in the past, it would have been mm -hmm. like, oh, well, yeah, that sucks. But, you know, again, it happened a while ago, so we don't really need to deal with it. But right. whereas now people I feel like are wanting to make more of a change in the world going totally. forward. So, yeah. Yeah. And the information that made sense. <laughs> I feel more, like. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, good. Yeah. 
and the information is more accessible now too. Mm -hmm. So if these mm -hmm. discoveries had been made 20 years ago, we still wouldn't know about them. Mm -hmm. Right. But yes. because of our good friend, the internets. Yes. And social and, media, we know now. And we get to hear stories directly from the people that it has affected. Mm -hmm. Incredible and moving. Yeah. So that is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Okay, friends. Let's change it up a little bit because that's getting depressing. Mm -hmm. Let's grab your glass and get cozy. Let's talk about murder. Tink. All right. So yeah, we kind of started off on a downer, but I think as far as I'm aware, the rest of the episode, it's going to be a little bit wild. <laughs> At least my yeah. parts. <laughs> my parts Mine is. Be. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this, this should be good. Um, mm -hmm. I'm quite excited about my article here. So I'm going first, obviously. My article title is Throat Slit, Man Impaled, 48 Charged After Redneck Rave in Kentucky. Oh my God, what? <laughs> like, I will be the first to say, what in tarnations? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What is going on here? It's insane. Let me tell you mm -hmm. about it. I love it. First off, I got this article from Global News, and the author is Josh K. Elliott. So the article starts off with, quote, organizers of a so-called redneck rave promised a days-long event of mud, music, and mayhem. And they certainly delivered on the mayhem after 48 people were charged at the drug-fueled, fight-filled festival in Kentucky. End quote. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm here Ten for it. Yeah. <laughs> Should be. Tens of thousands of people attended the five-day Redneck Rave Festival in the small town of Mammoth Cave in Kentucky in mid-June of 2021. Here is a quick summary of the events that took place. Like previously mentioned, one man had his throat slit. One man was impaled by a log that burst through the bottom of his vehicle. A woman was choked during a fight over a blanket. And there were multiple others who suffered severed fingers, broken bones, dislocated joints, and severe lacerations. How's that for a lineup? I would hate to be the ER staff working in Kentucky that night. Right? I was thinking Sorry, about that. Week. Five the days. entire week. I know. Yeah. I'm sure they go into it like they have to be in a mindset. <laughs> right? For like sure. You like you got to pump yourself up for that. Have you seen that episode of Grey's Anatomy? Yes. Where they have the, like the chainsaw festival. And That's exactly like, what I was thinking. It's, it's chainsaw pumpkin carving festival day. Right. And they just right. know that they're going to be overrun and yes, it just so like lean there's into a, it. A bit of excitement there because they know they're going to see some crazy shit, but at the same time, it's like, oh my God, what mm. are we going to have to deal with? <laughs> exactly. I love that you brought that up because I was absolutely thinking of Grey's while writing this article. <laughs> love it. All right. So where do we even start here? <laughs> Well, the Edmonds County Sheriff's Office had expected things would get a little bit out of hand as it has in previous years, but I think they got a little bit more than what they bargained for. The very first vehicle that came through, they found meth, marijuana, and open alcohol. Also, one of the occupants had two active warrants, so that pretty much set the tone for the weekend. Yep, that'll they're, get you. They're like, here we go. From there... 
One man slashed his friend's throat during an altercation and then fled into a nearby park. Sheriff Doyle has said that no suspect has been identified for this. Oh, good. And that's literally all we know about this incident is that there was a fight between some friends. That's how it ended up. And the guy just took off. Good. How unsettling for so many reasons. Like, first of all, that was your friend. That is his reaction to getting into a fight and that he's like on the loose. (laughs) Yeah, there's so much, so much bad. I don't like that. I don't like it. In a separate incident, a man allegedly strangled a woman until she passed out during a fight over a blanket. Missouri resident Lancer Hodges, 29, is charged with strangulation, wanton endangerment, and fourth-degree domestic violent assault in connection with the incident. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. The, yeah. <laughs> the victim, who told police she couldn't breathe and blacked out during the ordeal, was left with scratches on her neck and fingerprints behind her ears. Hodges, of course, denies choking the woman. Naturally. Of course. This next one. Hold on to your butts because it will definitely make you squirm in your seat. Okay. I sure did. That is holding. All right. (laughs) We are on hold. (laughs) (laughs) Sheriff Doyle says that a man was impaled by a thin log after trying to drive over it with a vehicle. The log pierced the floorboards of the vehicle and plunged into his abdomen. Quote, when it tried to come out through his back, it was stopped by a steel plate behind his seat. End quote. <laughs> Again, this is one of those times where I think you guys should have seen my face. <laughs> it was very similar to the face that I made when I originally read this article, which I did take a picture of and send to Michelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, that, I'm pretty sure it was the same face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the part. And that was the same face. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that just like freaks me out that that is even possible. I've never that considered that. not happen. <laughs> so now I'm just freaked right out. It like feels like the final destination kind of vibes with the log coming through the windshield, but uh, coming yeah. through the floorboard, uh, like it's coming from every direction. It's terrifying. It's not okay. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, and Doyle added that paramedics, wow. paramedics had to leave the log in place while they airlifted the man to the hospital. So, yeah. Obviously. Did you read if he made it? Yeah, I'll get there. It's okay. I'll get there. Okay. (laughs) I have the summary at the bottom. (laughs) Okay. Obviously, there are countless other injuries that come with the territory of drunken stupidity. Every time an ambulance was dispatched, they sent a deputy in with them as well because they knew just shit was going down, (laughs) which is totally fair. And although there were multiple lost digits during this fiasco, there were fortunately no lost lives. So, perfect. Don't know how, but everybody survived. So, throat slit guy survived. Yep. Log through the car guy. Sur- That's amazing. Yep. Strangled woman survived. Like, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> well done, Kentucky ER staff, man. Yes, absolutely. Uh, not well done to this guy. Uh, he seems like a dirtbag. Uh, organizer Justin Time Stowers. Time appears to be, you know, like that's his nickname, his Justin name. Time. 
<laughs> Lame. <laughs> he said the rave was the coolest thing I have ever seen in my life. He added that there were some areas that they could improve on for the next time, but overall, he feels as though they handled the quote random things that popped up very well. Okay, sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, the EMTs or whatever, they're the ones that handle things very well. They're the ones yeah. that are like, okay, now this is our problem. We got to deal with this. I don't think you had much to deal with no. that aspect. You were the one that created this whole situation that let it happen in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But so what's great to me is this is like a big big ass public gathering and it's like just happening like normal. you know it, it it also it blew my mind that's well. amazing like this yeah it's hard to it comprehend actually and feels like there's an end in sight maybe maybe i literally checked the date on the article twice to make sure that this was actually current and it did actually happen just a few weeks ago or whenever it was yeah a week or two ago because i was like what like tens of thousands of people that doesn't seem right <laughs> that's not a thing that's happening that's crazy i was actually thinking how eerie it is like the other night i had to take my best friend to the hospital and it wound up being like really late when i took her home and it was like two o'clock in the morning and so like two o'clock in the morning is when last call is was yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so two o'clock is usually when like people would be spilling out of the bars and there's totally. like not a soul out. Mm. And I was like, this is freaky. Like that is actually funny that you mentioned that. Cause I also was, uh, I had to drive late last night and I was driving around our town and I swear to God, I was the only vehicle and it was like one, one thirty, And I'm like, okay, like it's Saturday night. You know, know. usually there's more. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to get like reported or pulled over just for being suspicious for driving around because there's literally nobody else. I totally around. felt the same way. Cause yeah. mine was Friday night and I was like, yeah. well, Friday night was always fight night at the bar. Like, right. <laughs> exactly. But I'm old now. So I don't go to the bar. So like still like you, still it's weird. It's still, it's even after like over a year, it's still such an eerie feeling. Yeah. And especially because the only other vehicle I saw, like while I was in town, was a police car. Same here. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> please don't pull me over. You know, I was like, I'm tired. Please, I just, I want to go home. <laughs> I mean, I'm just doing a good deed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hopefully yeah. soon, at least it feels as though things are going to be opening up soon. I hope that happens. Yeah, I hope I hope so. Everything is great and everybody's safe and maybe life like, will be good. Maybe the next redneck rave party mm. will be a little less wild. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. Is is BVJ happening this year? Because that's our redneck rave festival that happens. <laughs> True. I don't I haven't heard that it is. I so. haven't either, but I mean, spring stampede's happening though. So, yep. Well, yeah, they can't not do it two years in a row. That would be that would ludicrous. be terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> stampede opens up, the rest of Alberta has to open up because, yeah, I guess that's how it works. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, should be interesting. Put on your cowboy hats, folks. <laughs> Dang, a lot of people have not interacted with other people in over a year. It's gonna be messy it's messy. gonna be this that's so true maybe that's why this was so bad is because people just lost their minds and forgot how to human oh my god if there's a wreck like this 
at the Calgary Stampede. We are having a special morning news dedicated <laughs> just to that. Yes. And if you were there to witness anything, write it in. Let us know your That's crazy amazing. stories after, you know, just in general, after the world opens up and if crazy things happen because of that. Yeah. Let us we, know. I just want to know. I just, I do. I want to know. I think it's fascinating. Me too. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Well, that was love a story. I hope you enjoyed as much as I, I did. did. I did. Well, um, this one's kind of a wild ride too. Okay. Okay. And this, this story. So you guys know, Des does not like true crime. He doesn't okay. like anything. I was looking for an article and I was like, oh, John McAfee died. And Des is driving. He's like, oh my God, you have to do that. Like do that article. And I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, yes, dear. Do you know who John McAfee is? Uh, no, honestly. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of his antivirus software, though. Oh. Mm -hmm. McAfee, right? That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Things, yeah. Are, things are connecting. And I'm just right? like, I don't know. McAfee, McCafe, I don't know. <laughs> He's an eccentric billionaire and like oh, okay. wild, wild. Anyways, All right. Good. Okay. I will fill you in sounds good I'm, I'm here to learn and i have a video for you to watch to do homework about him afterwards great i look forward <laughs> to that <laughs> so the article is titled the wildlife and mysterious death of tech guru john mcafee uh the author is brad hunter and my source is the toronto sun um this one gave the best description of his life and what he is like i've read a lot about his actual death and it's mm -hmm. it's interesting but okay. Okay. yeah this is the one that because i know the toronto sun probably isn't like the most credible of sources but yeah. gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> yeah it actually covers things quite well so Good. okay the 75 year old computer genius a pioneer in the antivirus software like i said was found dead in his spanish jail cell apparently a suicide on wednesday till the end he remained an enigma. <laughs> Quote, jealousy, greed, fear, we're all full of these things, but also love and compassion. If you saw a drowning baby, it wouldn't matter if you were wearing a tuxedo on the way to your own wedding. You'd jump in to save him, end quote, McAfee once said. So that kind of gives you a picture of him okay. to start with. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yet within minutes of the announcements of his demise, the rumor mill hit full tilt. Was he murdered? Mm. The British-born McAfee would no doubt be nodding in approval, reveling in the tawdry tales of sex, drugs, and government plots and murder. He first came to prominence in 1987 with the launch of his antivirus software. By 2007, he was worth more than $100 million, and it was at that time his story gets interesting. <laughs> McAfee had long lived in the Central American nation of Belize, where he found respite from the U.S. taxes he abhorred and could enjoy the harem of lovelies he had surrounded himself with. It was there it all fell apart. At one point, McAfee had seven women living with him. He proudly posted their photos on his blog and called them the girls, whom he found through a friend. He called it a, quote, social engineering project, end mm. quote. Of course. Oh, naturally, mm -hmm. right? His favorite, he told followers, was Sam, who could play any part and was the peacemaker of the group. Educations and looks topped his list of priorities. 
Fun was engaging in dope-fueled sex games at the same time as he chewed on a variety of drugs and bizarre conspiracy theories. He wrote it on his blog, quote, I thought I would do a brief introduction to the girls who, by and large, lived with me full-time. Without the assistance of these girls, it would have taken years to prime the socially engineered system that I put in place in Belize, end quote. Like, he's nuts, man. Yeah, I mean, this like, is, my brain is going, cult? Is this a cult? Because it could be a cult. <laughs> I don't think it's a cult, but it's... It, mm. It it's it's teetering on the edge. You know? It's v- very much teetering it, on the you edge. You could you could pick it apart mm-hmm. a little bit and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. say that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's like the the nerdy Hugh Hefner. Yeah. In Belize, right? Like that's <laughs> totally. what I picture. Yeah. Right? No, I I had that image as well, but then you know my mind always just goes, but cults though. <laughs> but cults, right? But cults. <laughs> However, in November 2012, he was named by the cops there as a person of interest in the murder of an American expat, Gregory Viant Fall, McAfee's neighbor. Apparently, it had something to do with McAfee's barking dogs. And so, trigger warning, this has to do with doggy death. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Four of the canines were found dead in the days leading up to Fall's death. Fall himself was deceased in his home with a bullet parked in his skull on November 11th, 2012. McAfee then went on the run. Next stop, Guatemala. In an interview with the tech culture mag, Wired, the paranoia that came to define him was on full display. He was terrified the cops would kill him. Belize Prime Minister Dean Barrow called the multimillionaire extremely paranoid, even bonkers. (laughs) An attempt at political asylum in Guatemala was torpedoed. He was deported back to the U.S. in 2018, where he found himself facing a wrongful death suit launched by Fall's family. And while it wasn't the end, you could see it from there. Last October, he was busted in Spain on an American tax evasion beef. Now McAfee faced extradition within days. Authorities say he hanged himself. His lawyer told Reuters on Thursday he didn't see it coming. But as if Relishing laying the seeds for one final conspiracy, last year McAfee cryptically offered this. He tweeted from jail, quote, All is well. Know that if I hang myself, a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. End quote. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? Um, sex monster Jeffrey Epstein hanged himself in jail in 2019 while awaiting trial. So they say. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Many remain unconvinced that the financier topped himself. The McAfee conspiracies are just getting started. So that's the end of that article. But his, he had so many tax evasion charges in the United States. Like he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I have money. I don't need to pay taxes. Right. Why would I pay taxes? Because, yeah, that's, that's just not how right? it works for right? me, the billionaire. Screw you. Right. But uh, he'd also been married three times. He has claimed to have 47 genetic children. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I know. Really gross because I'm just picturing this gross old man with yeah, so 100%. women and children. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just too much. <laughs> yep, I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to love this part. Hmm. Both in 2016 and 2020, he made a run for the president of the United States for the Libertarian Party. Of course he did. 
Because why not? <laughs> why, why would I mean, we, they already had a president that didn't pay his taxes, so why not this guy? Yep. And he's already got a big voting population, which is his family that he has produced. Right? <laughs> and his cult of ladies. It's so. true. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, McAfee's wife, Janice, who he met the night after he was deported from Guatemala when she solicited him for sex as she was a sex worker at the time. And she was 30 years his junior. Um, they started a relationship right after that and got married in 2013. Um, she maintains that he was not suicidal and that he was worried that he was going to be killed by the government while he was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And earlier today, apparently, an unknown source claimed that a suicide note was found on his person. Mm. Fishy? Maybe. What, what did it say? I want to right? know. It did not. Of course. It did not say what Of it course said. it didn't, but I want to know. <laughs> so is this fishy? Could be. Or did he just want to go out on one last bang to keep people talking about him? Maybe. Because we're talking know. about him, and I didn't know who it was, but I probably should have. <laughs> oh, my God. So Des is, so the video I'm going to tell you about, Des has shown this to me, like, years ago. Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's insane. And it's, like, this old guy that's, like, talking about his antivirus software. And it's, like, how to uninstall it. <laughs> and mm -hmm. he's, like, surrounded by women, and they're, like, stripping him. And he's, like doing coke through a twisty straw and like what? oh my god it's insane and he's like it's insane and i was like this isn't real like what okay whatever and does right. like no no this is john mcafee he's an eccentric millionaire and he's like tired of people <laughs> messaging him and emailing him being like how do you uninstall mcafee from my computer because it's fucking terrible and so he made this video that he's like i don't give a fuck I have a lot of money. Yeah. Here we go. Right. <laughs> it's insane. So go to YouTube, watch the video, how to uninstall McAfee antivirus. <laughs> John McAfee is the old guy in the video. And like, it's something else. Wow. But full like language warning. Don't watch it in front of your kids. <laughs> wow. Who would yeah. have thought homework from Murder and Merlot would include how to uninstall some antivirus software? <laughs> right? right? So yeah. if you're struggling to get McAfee off your computer, yeah. I don't think the video is going to help you actually, but uh, shucks. you'll get an education <laughs> in something else. Two birds with one stone. You can learn about that, but also right. learn about him at the same time. And it's a win-win, but yeah. maybe not so educational. Yeah. <laughs> no. And when I first started reading about like, he was hung himself, whatever. And I was like, oh, it sounds like Epstein. And Jez is like, absolutely. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> it was like, it's like the moment you started talking, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. I've heard this story before. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. So interesting. it's, mm. yeah, I've never seen Des so excited for me to talk about a story. I love that. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so does that mean like, he's going to listen or probably not? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, um, you should come on the show and just talk about him. He's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Like, don't be ridiculous. I would never. He, he helped me find the video. Nice. Like, he's like, he told me all about it before I could read about it. Like, perfect. Thank you, Des, it, for some insight that we right? do not have. He's in the tech world, so he, like, knows all this stuff. But, man, wild. <laughs> when two worlds collide. 
his tech world right? and your murder world just I know came just together like, so beautifully I know it's perfect yeah. I love it yeah. all right well I have a bizarre article but I like our main articles here have not been too bad so that's that's good um let me see I gotta pull it up here hold on I have only 20,000 tabs open on my computer right now hey man same <laughs> now this is uh just a uh, a horrible crime. Just prepare yourselves. Okay. California man arrested for allegedly stealing 21 tons of pistachios. <laughs> what? I know. 21 tons? 21 tons. That is. That's a, that's a lot of nuts. It's 42,000 pounds of pistachios. <laughs> so, you know, I gave you a fair warning. This is going to give you nightmares because how could anybody do such a thing? <laughs> that many nuts. Uh, this guy, I will tell you about him. It, I mean, it doesn't really say why he did it, but I guess, well, in a way it does. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. 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 Uh, the Touchstone Pistachio Company in California began an investigation after realizing 42,000 pounds of pistachios were missing. <laughs> and the article is from people.com. Um, it's written by Vanessa. Um, her name is interesting. I feel like I could say it 10 different ways. So I'm going to go with a teeny <laughs> that was not it <laughs> but it is what it is it is uh, what it is yep and she starts off her article with well this is nuts <laughs> i would have to agree <laughs> no shit <laughs> yeah like, well that line was a given i don't know if you get points for that but i'll include it so let's see here um, yes, like I said, the pistachio company in San Joaquin Valley, California, noticed that 42,000 pounds of pistachios were missing during a routine audit for the month of June. Um, after contacting authorities, the missing nuts prompted an investigation beginning on Thursday. God, I hate uh, it when your nuts go missing. I know. I'm constantly losing my nuts, but not this many. This is too much. <laughs> uh, the... Tular County Sheriff's Office revealed that the investigation dis uncovered a tractor trailer containing the pistachios had been moved from a lot for a family-owned company, Monte Mayer Trucking, in the city of Delano to another lot close by. According to a statement, the pistachios were being repackaged from their original 2,000-pound sacks into smaller bags for resale. Sheriff deputies then arrested 34-year-old Alberto Monte Mayer of Monte Mario Trucking after reviewing uh, surveillance footage. Uh, the pistachio company had hired this trucking company earlier this year as a contractor. So that's who did it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, basically he Didn't just- knows that there was like such a lucrative business in pistachios. Apparently it is because they said, so there's a whole agricultural crimes unit in this area and they have seen Many cases of stolen nuts, and it's often in California rural areas where farming contributes heavily to the local economy. Um, although this one was a pretty hefty amount stolen, and you don't come across that every day, is what um, the Agricultural Crimes Unit said <laughs> to reporters. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't it? I um, mean, when you go to buy nuts at the grocery store, like... I will say. You, you have to commit, right? Because they are not cheap. Pistachios specifically, they're expensive. Yeah. Now that I think about it, like it makes sense. So it just sounds like, yeah, he was supposed to, you know, obviously 
truck this trailer of pistachios somewhere else. And he's just like, I'm going to just hide it in this lot. And then we're going to repackage it and sell it and make a buck. But Or 15, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was quite the uh, lucrative business decision that that person. Wow. But I feel like it was so not sneaky, just like literally driving the truck from one, one lot to another lot and then being like, okay, let's just like package these and sell them. And there's like surveillance cameras and everything. And everybody's like, um, we can see and, you. <laughs> and the nut company's like, hmm, our inventory of nuts are off. Like, hmm. Again, let's I don't want to tap that footage. I don't want to tell anybody how to commit crimes, even though I often accidentally do. But like, couldn't you just take a little bit? Like just a little bit a off little the bit top of time. every time you truck for them? Like, I mean, that's what they do in movies. Do you really have that many people lined up that you need, what was it, 21 tons of pistachios? 21 tons I of think pistachios. you could have made out okay just by taking just, I don't know, even, how about a couple 50, kil- 50 pounds would have probably been a good start to this yeah. excursion. But you just, they just went all in. Just went for it, man. I like, guess kudos. I mean... They really went there. It sure is. Yeah. They did the damn thing. That's and immediately got caught. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. So that's uh that's my I feel like my fifth bizarre article today because I feel like my first article counts as like three. At least. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Easy. Easy. So I'm all about the bizarre articles today. (laughs) Yeah. And I tell you, go look at the video of how to uninstall McAfee. Yeah. There's yeah. another one for you. <laughs> yeah, just just do it. I love it. But not around your kids. Right. <laughs> or just, you know, wear headphones. Wear headphones. And I mean, the video also well, probably not around your kids. Hide the screen. <laughs> <laughs> hide your screen. Hide your kids. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Oh, and we will be back with... Of Diane Downs next time we record. Sorry, I just could not get it done this week because I sold my house this week. Yeah, so you did. <laughs> I had a lot of shit going on. Well, it's a pending sale. I don't want to jinx it. It is oh, pending. Yes. Wait, it's pending. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, it's pending. All conditions will be met by the 12th of July, but it's all good. But anyway, it's a pretty fair excuse to be. Yeah, very exciting. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And I don't have to keep my house show ready anymore for at least for a while. That must be a relief, especially in this Um, heat because, oh my God. And with kids. With kids. It's like cleaning your house while you have kids, especially like show ready, is like Mm -hmm. brushing your teeth while eating Oreos. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. You're not going to get anywhere. (laughs) No, no, it's not okay. That's a really good analogy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let us know what you guys think about the episode. And if you see a story we should cover, make sure to send it in. You can email us at murdermerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Podcast and Facebook at Podcast and Twitter at murdermerlot one You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me. And... And... <laughs> Tara, do you have something to tell us? Maybe just one more thing. Uh, I chose a book. 
What is it? Please my tell me. I'm book. dying. I haven't told Michelle what my next book is yet. Uh, my next book, our next case that we will be covering, is based off of Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam oh. Higginbottom. Botham, I should say. <laughs> I just got goosebumps all the way down to my toes. Oh, good. Chernobyl I, freaks me out so bad. I know. And I thought I knew about it before. And it turns out I knew nothing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And uh, it's so much science, which is intimidating. But also, I think it'll be a really fun case to cover. Yeah. Yeah. So get ready it's for that. away from the child killers, at least. So. I know. I know. Because the next book, like, I wanted to choose a book that I read a year ago, but it, it was about child killers as well. And I was like, we can't, we yeah. can't do that. Not, not beside Diane mm. Downs. Nope. 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 So I went far away from that. Excellent. I wow. mean, okay. so many people died. <laughs> so many, so many, but it's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you, have you watched the HBO special on Chernobyl? No, because I've tried to get it on my TV and I cannot freaking sign up. It will not let me. And okay, I'm dude. Very frustrated. Okay. I have it. Come over and watch it. Okay, like, perfect. We'll figure out a way. Okay. We'll make it happen. It sounds good. Because homework for everybody except, else as I don't well. know that I want to watch it again. That's what I've heard is it's really good, but you can only watch it one time because it's just so, and like, so much. I can watch, I can watch a lot of disturbing things and mm-hmm. like it was one of those ones that I had to watch only one episode at a time. And I could feel like myself, like getting panicky while watching it. And Mm, it's so well done. So well done. Okay. We will, we'll definitely do that and homework to everybody else. Go do that as well. (laughs) Cause that sounds fun. We can talk about it. All right. And it's, yeah, it's a lot. That's exciting. It's so much, but I'm looking forward to it, but hopefully you guys will join us as well you can read the book too if you'd like again it's yeah. night in chernobyl by adam higginbotham and yeah sweet super fun i'm excited me too all right well remember to drink wine because it's not good to keep things bottled up bye, bye.